Hello, I'm Rachel Lyman. We want to welcome you to Interfaith Connection, a Spiritual Life Center monthly podcast dedicated to the exploration of faith traditions that promote love. Our study will allow us to build bridges of understanding, acceptance, love, and peace. My partner in so many ways on this journey is Rev. Dave Lyman. He's our Senior Minister for Interfaith Explorers. He's an ordained interfaith minister and my beloved husband. As we start our second year, we continue our grand adventure of exploring interfaith. We're so excited you have joined us today. So buckle up for our 2022 adventure with today's podcast. Good morning. This is Rachel Lyman, and we want to welcome you to the Interfaith Connection May podcast entitled Four Buddhist Sanghas in Sacramento. This month, I've asked our senior minister, Rev. Dave Lyman, to research Buddhism in the Sacramento region and share with us what he found. His task was to explore active Buddhist communities, and I know I'll number of questions for him today. So good morning, Rev. Dave. Good morning, Rachel. As you know, I love to do research, and this has been really a spiritually education-filled research project for me, as I explored Buddhist communities in our area. Additionally, I found two of the active communities were ones we've visited in past years. What's even more exciting is that the Interfaith Explorers have organized upcoming field trips that we will be visiting these communities again. And Rachel, I think you're going to be providing details about the trips later in the podcast for us. Yes, of course I will, Dave. So uh, let's start our conversation today with some of the basics around this particular faith tradition. What is Buddhism and what are some characteristics associated with it? I'd love to explain that, Rachel. Buddhism. is a religion or a philosophical tradition based on a series of original teachings attributed to Gautama Buddha. It originated between the 6th and 4th centuries BCE, spreading through much of Asia. Presently, it is the world's fourth largest religion with about 520 million followers. Buddhism has four noble truths. The four noble truths are also called the realities of the spiritual worthy ones. They are, first, dukkha, which is suffering. It is suffering which is incapable of satisfaction and very painful, and is part of our existence on this planet. The second is samudaya, which is the origin, the arising, the conjunction where dukkha gets us caught up in desires and attachment. For letting go is an important part of life. The third is Narada. The ending, the confinement, as we let go of our desire, it's the releasing of the attachment. And finally, Maga, which is the path leading to the confinement of desire and struggles. The Four Noble Truths were the first teaching given by the Buddha. They represent the awakening and liberation of the Buddha. They provide the potential for all Buddhists 
to reach the same spiritual experience as Buddha. They provide a conceptual framework for introducing and explaining Buddhist thought. It is thought in the Theravada tradition of Buddhism that just having insight into the Four Noble Truths is a form of liberation. Thus, the goal of Buddhism is to overcome suffering caused by desire and ignorance. Buddhists remind themselves of impermanence and the non-existence of the self. They have widely observed practices including meditation, observance of moral precepts, monasticism, taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and the cultivation of the perfections or virtues. Let's take a quick moment and define a couple of these terms. Dharma is, in essence, the purpose or path, the right way of living. It is the focus of living. It's how one's life is lived. It is studied in meditations and classes and gatherings where they learn more. We learn more about our own personal dharma, our own personal path. Sangha is the community, the gathering of people that form our tribe. It is a place of support and strength, and one turns to one's sangha for reflection. So in this podcast, we'll take a look at some of the strong sanghas in the Sacramento area. The interesting thing is that the different sanghas are branches defined by lineage and location. They come from specific regions of the globe, and the lineage is how they started, who started them, though all go back to the Buddha. The major branches of Buddhism that we'll discuss today have developed in different countries, and we'll learn that there is a different flavor in their basic precepts, even though they believe the same thing. So that's interesting, Dave. There's, there's lots of different flavors. Uh, but what did you find uh, in terms of the particular communities or sanghas in this particular Sacramento region? It was pretty exciting, Rachel, because we have really strong Buddhist communities based in lineage in Sacramento. Each has a particular flavor, and each provides lots of opportunities for us as truth seekers to become active and learn about Buddhism. There are so many opportunities to learn and take in spiritually the information of Buddhism and the traditions. And we're going to start off with the oldest Buddhist community in the Sacramento region which is the Buddhist Church of Sacramento. This community is a Jodo Shinshu Buddhist temple. Shin Buddhism is considered to be the most widely practiced Buddhism in Japan. It is also called True Pure Land Buddhism. Pure Land Buddhism is built on the belief that there will never be a world that is not corrupt. So the rebirth in another plane, that pure land that they're searching for, is a goal. The Buddhist Church of Sacramento was established, are you ready for this? 
in December 17th, 1899. It's the second oldest temple in the mainland United States, and it's a sangha that grew from the Japanese immigrant community with a Japanese culture, religion, and principles. This community's goals was and went through a whole process of building a temple that is accepting and diverse with the values of equality and compassion. There are some 850 families in its membership. They have a variety of programs of all types. And at this point, the resident minister is Reverend Matt Hamachi. The website is filled with wonderful Dharma talks that we can listen to, and it's virtually able to go and join services. To do that, you go to their website at https colon backslash backslash www.buddhistchurch.org. And that will be in our newsletter this month. Yeah, I do remember uh, listening, going to that website and listening to a talk one talk one day. It was quite fascinating. So um, I certainly encourage our listeners to to do that to to actually listen to a service or a talk so you can learn more about J- Japanese Buddhism. So, what did you find uh, is the next Sacramento Temple? Well, the next Buddhism based temple that I found. The Sangha we want to talk about is the Kim Kwang Temple, located on Alta Arden. It's an old friend of ours. It's near Kaiser Hospital. It started in 1978 when the Buddhist Vietnamese Association purchased the land. They have a temple, and they're very active in the region, including having a, a strong Buddhist youth group with Dharma classes and other activities. Prior to the pandemic, the temple held Friday evening meditation and Dharma classes for English speakers. Back in 2015, the Interfaith Explorers, led by you, went on a wonderful field trip to visit the temple. And this year on June 10th, the Interfaith Explorers will be again visiting the Kim Kwang Temple. The visit will start with a guided tour of the grounds, followed by participation in the Friday night meditation program inside the temple. Sign-up information will follow, and we'd love to have you join us. The grounds are always open and are impressive examples of a place of serenity and peace. It's so easy to sit there and just drop into mindfulness. When we made the field trip to visit the temple in 2015 with about 25 people, when we arrived and parked, there was a young monk sweeping the front steps. As we gathered our people together and we were finally ready to go, he walked over to us and it turned out he was and is the spiritual leader of the temple. And he gave us a delightful tour and a wonderful program. Vietnamese Buddhism Practice at the Kim Kwang Temple is the most visible religion in Vietnam, even though it's only about 10% of the population. In Vietnam, the Buddhism is primarily called Mahayana, and I may have you know, butchered that pronunciation. 
It's a blend of pure land that we talked about earlier and Zen. It is oppressed by the Vietnamese government. One of the most well-known of the Vietnamese Buddhists is the monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who taught at a Buddhist college in Saigon. In 1966, he went on a speaking tour in the United States, and they never allowed him back in Vietnam. He later moved to France and opened a retreat center that became the center of a voice of Buddhism called mindfulness that came through his books, his classes, and his articles. Yes, I'm uh, very excited to be able to go back to Kim Kwang. Um, and I remember when we did that uh, tour in 2015, the monk said that many of the huge boulders and rocks that are on the property actually came from Vietnam. So it's quite an interesting area. So can you tell us about our third uh, Sacramento Buddhist community that you found? I can. And our third Sacramento Buddhist community is a dear old friend of mine. It is the Tibetan Buddhist temple in Sacramento, known as Lion's War Dharma. It was co-founded by Lama Yeshe Jinpa and Geshe Loshang Gayato in 1992. And I've known Lama Jinpa since the early 90s. He received his direct lineage from a Buddhist and is one of the few Western Lamas ever to be recognized. This form of Buddhism is also called Vajrayana Buddhism and is a Kama or oral tradition. What that means is that every scripture and meditation practice for training, everything they teach is passed on verbally from the teacher to the student and then internalized so it becomes a part of the student's personal experience. But it also means a truly qualified teacher must have actually attained realization in order to teach. This means that a teacher must have gone through the process of taking in the teaching in order to teach it to someone else. The community believes there is no one-size-fits-all, so the teachings occur where the student is on the path, and the lessons are to lessen suffering and facilitate healing. The mission of Lions Roar Dharma Center on their website is it's a 21st century Buddhists that recognizes and appreciates the importance of a proper mental outlook in achieving human happiness. The center promotes concepts of compassion, tolerance, contentment, self-discipline, and interdependence. And the wonderful part is they finally got a facility after many years down on D Street that is just, or C Street, that is just beautiful. And we have another perfect opportunity coming up right away, right away, the moment you hear this podcast, because we'll be making a field trip on May 28th at 1 p.m. for a program at their facility in Midtown. You can sign up for this field trip at Spiritual Life Center's website, Connect Interfaith Explorers, 
and go to the flyer to sign up. All are welcome. Now, they do have some strict regulations. Proof of vaccination card is required, and we will be removing the shoes before entering temple, and a love offering would be appreciated. Prior to the field trip, we will encourage you to visit their website at https colon backslash backslash lionsroardharmacenter.org. That will again be passed out and be available on the flyer and our newsletter. Please make sure you're receiving the Interfaith Explorers newsletter, which has all the information that we, we go through and a lot of tidbits, little nuggets of interfaith occurrences, interfaith stories, and interfaith experiences. That's at Spiritual Life Center also. You know, it's really interesting. In my first year of seminary, some 20 years ago, we studied a religion each month. And I had never studied any religion in depth. And during that first year, the religion that I absolutely adored was the month I studied Buddhism. So I love the fact that we're highlighting this faith tradition this month. So thus far, we've talked about Japanese Buddhism, Vietnamese Buddhism, and Tibetan Buddhism. And each has a website that you can get on and listen to talks and stuff. But there is another Buddhist community that's a little bit different. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I've known about those three particular aspects of Buddhism, but then you said there's an, another, a fourth one in the Sacramento area, and I, I'm really excited to, for our listeners to hear about that. Can you tell us, uh, share why this fourth uh, Buddhist community is so different? I certainly can. I think that's a great question. I'm glad we came up with it. All the temples we talked about have importance around their lineage. This means where the particular form of Buddhism started location-wise and who started it. This is what gives them their flavors. But in Sacramento, another group came about. It started in 1991, when a few people responding to the onset of the first Iraq war began to meet regularly in each other's living rooms. They met to study Buddhism, to study meditation, and to study all the teachings from all the different lineages, not hampered by any single lineage. Today, the Sacramento Buddhist Meditation Group, known as SBMG, meets as a thriving and diverse peer-led Sangha, remembering Sangha is a spiritual community. Their operation is collaborative and consensus-based. All who come are considered members, sharing a commitment to learn, to practice, and to serve the way of compassion and wisdom. The exciting part of the SBMG is their website. 
in the audio section are hundreds of talks by the leading Buddhists in their community and in the community of Sacramento talking about various aspects of Buddhism. It is a wealth of information to learn about this faith tradition, and it will actually be featured in our spiritual practices section of the Interfaith Explorers newsletter for May. Dig in to learn. Their website is https colon backslash backslash sbmg.org. And by getting on the website, you have the availability to listen to any and all of the Dharma talks. Well, that's pretty interesting, Dave. Uh, you say they meet in each other's homes, but do they actually have a, a facility where they meet together as groups? Another great question. Boy, I tell you what, you and I hit some home runs with the questions we're asking today. The SBMG gathered together with two other groups in Sacramento. One was the Sacramento Insight Meditation Group, and the other was the Valley Streams Zen Sangha. They came together to make real the dream of a shared practice space, a community center where this form of Buddhist meditation, studying all the lineages, could come together. The Dharma Center is on Wiseman Drive, and it's a sanctuary for Buddhist teaching and meditative, let me rephrase that, and meditation practice. Each of the three sanghas provide weekly programs, weekend retreats, weekday morning meditation periods, and other related classes and activities. It is, again, a wonderful place to learn and is open to all. Their website is https colon backslash backslash sacdharma.org. On the website is lots of information about the three sanghas and lots of activities so that you too can learn and grow in Buddhism. Wow. Well, Dave, you've been spe speaking nonstop for a while and you've given us a lot of information uh, about Buddhism. And the, now there's four sanghas that you've told us about. Can you summarize the things in a more concise way for our listeners? Sure, Rachel. Buddhism is strong and thriving in the Sacramento region in a number of different ways. In the coming months, the Interfaith Explorers will have field trips to some of the communities, along with other shared opportunities about what each Sangha is doing in the region. If you like to learn about things like this, attending an in-person field trip is a great way to experience Buddhism, to learn about the faith tradition of Buddhism. And we urge you to take an active step. You can also listen to a Dharma talk on any of these websites or attend a class for beginners. 
We have had such a good time in highlighting Buddhism. For some of the leaders in this faith traditions, our friends we've known for a long, long time. Join us always on this journey of exploration to learn about other faith traditions. Well, Dave, I, I want to thank you so much for, for doing all this research. And I know it took you hours and hours to put all this together so that people can understand it uh, better. And it's just wonderful information. And it's um, something, even though I've been involved in interfaith for a long time, um, it's always good to um, revisit a particular faith tradition and to learn about some uh, some new areas and new communities out there. So um, all, like Dave said, all the information that he's given and all the websites and so forth uh, will be in our printed in our May 2022 uh, Interfaith Explorers newsletter. And um, so, the, yes, that uh, Lion's Roar Dharma, Ashley, you said the... Uh, uh, C or D Street for Lions Roar Dharma. It's actually on B's and Boy Street, and it's off of Alhambra. Uh, if you go north on Alhambra, you take a right on B's and Boy Street and go down the street, and it's it's in a, a, a house that they converted to a temple. Um, and so we've been there before, and it's a lovely experience. So... Um, well, we're excited to go back and see Lama Jimpa, and he's excited to have us back as well. And then um, the Kim Quang uh, field trip, um, we're going to be advertising that. We haven't uh, heard back from them on what time that's going to start. The actual Friday night meditation begins at 7, but we're going to do a, a pre-tour, pre-guided tour of the facilities and the grounds prior to that. So it'll probably be around six, but uh, look for information on that particular field trip. So this is just so exciting. I love Buddhism um, and it, how it plays in uh, other people's lives and in our own lives, because meditation is such an important part of it. So we thank you again, Rev Day, for all your hard work. And um experiencing, like you said, going on a field trip and experiencing firsthand of a community is really the greatest teacher because you're right there and you can ask questions and uh, the experience is worth a, worth a lot. So until next time. Wait, I want to interrupt. Yes. <clears throat> the field trips are really wonderful, but I really strongly urge you as an interfaith explorer, if you want to learn about some of these and the field trip is coming, these Dharma talks are absolutely wonderful. And they have a whole number of people giving them. So at any point in time, you can get on any one of the websites and call up a Dharma talk and learn about another aspect of Buddhism. And you'll find, as I've dug into it, that some of the speakers will, will be people who you start to like as speakers, and you'll listen to some in particular more than others. So make sure you dig into these websites and see what we've got.
Thanks. And I think on the flyer for Lions Roar Dharma, I do say, go visit their website prior to the visit so that you at least have some background information on what, what is there. And then it'll also lead you to be able to ask intelligent questions uh, about the, the talks, perhaps, uh, or the facilities or the faith tradition itself. So that's a very, very important uh, uh, information that you've given people. And we're so blessed to be able to do that, to go into the internet and spend hours and hours exploring and studying ourselves that way. So it enhances our own experiences and education as well. So thanks for that uh, suggestion, Dave. Great idea. So until next time, I hope all of you listeners there will keep building those bridges of understanding and connection um, as we learn and explore all aspects of different faith traditions. And also this month, especially to honor the Buddhist community. So until next time, Namaste. Thank you for joining us today to experience and explore a deeper understanding of our interfaith look at the world. Our Interfaith Connection podcasts are aired on the fourth Thursday of each month on Spiritual Life Center's website. You can also find them on your internet provider on the Podbean app. We want to hear from you, so send any comments, questions, or suggestions about our podcast to interfaith at slcworld.org. That's interfaith at slcworld.org. Because we want to know about your interfaith heart. As I close, let us all remember the words of Gandhi when he said, A peaceful exploration of all faiths is our sacred duty. Namaste.